0: To Lindy Anderson, nothing beat being in the cockpit. With the wind beneath her wings and her Cessna's tank full to the brim, the rest of the world fell away and ceased to exist. Not that the world noticed. She could fall off the planet itself and not a ripple would be felt. She liked it that way. No ties, her grandfather had always told her. Ties held one down ties hampered a person's freedom. Lindy wouldn't know if that was true or not, as the last of her own personal ties, her grandfather, a staunch lifer in the military, was gone now. Kick ass. That had been his motto, his mantra. He taught it to her on her first day of kindergarten, when she'd stood before her military elementary school, quaking in her boots. He'd love nothing more than to have her repeat it back to him. At five years old, she'd stared out of the corner of her eye at the school, where she could see other little girls dressed in their pretty dresses and shiny shoes and ribbons. They all danced their way through the front door with nary a look back at their misty-gazed mothers, while the camouflage-clad Lindy had suddenly wanted to cling to the man no one else had ever dared to cling to. Kick ass, she'd repeated to him softly. What? Her grandfather had carved a hand around his ear and frowned. Can't hear that pansy whisper. Speak up, girl. Kick ass, sir. She lifted her chin and saluted, aware of the mother's looking her way, no doubt horrified at the rough and tough-looking little girl with the nasty language. Her own social status had been cemented that long-ago day, but her grandfather had tossed his head back and roared with gruff laughter, as if it had been their own private joke. And it had been. She'd lost her parents two years before that in a car accident, and by kindergarten, her memory of them had faded. Few had dared interfere with her grandfather, and as a result, there hadn't been much softness in her childhood. That had been fine with Lindy, who wouldn't have recognized softness anyway. They'd moved from base to base, and after her grandfather had whipped each of those bases into shape, they'd take off for the next. She couldn't remember how many schools she'd attended, having lost track at the count of fifteen before graduating and gravitating toward a similar nomadic lifestyle as a pilot for hire. But she could remember how many different planes she'd flown. She could remember each and every one of them, with her grandfather riding shotgun, teaching her everything he knew. Those planes had been her real home, and over the years she'd honed her skills, flying whatever she could get her hands on and loving it. When her grandfather died and his nest egg had come to her, she'd upgraded her old beater Cessna 172 to a six-seater 206, which some like to say was nothing but a big old station wagon with wings. She loved her station air, as she fondly referred to it. The big thing sure came in handy. Now, at 28, she worked for an international charity organization out of San Diego called Hope International. She was paid to fly volunteering experts into regions desperate for their aid. Doctors, dentists, engineers, financial experts— She'd flown so many, she'd lost track. She was flying one such expert now, a U.S. forest firefighter this time, to a small but remote wildland fire in the Barranca del Cobre, an area in northwestern Mexico. Thanks to her job, she'd spent a lot of time in this particular mountainous region. Surprisingly enough, she'd fallen for the wide, open, undiscovered beauty and had made it her mission to fly south as often as possible, ensuring that each and every one of the myriad of hidden villages received dental and health care or whatever they needed. Not a small job. But right now, one of her favorites, an especially isolated village named San Puebla, needed help with a slash-and-burn ranch fire.